Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to another episode of Longkang Kitties. Today, the topic is uh, is something that is very close and very dear to my heart and to the hearts of John and to the hearts of Jerry, but perhaps not to the heart of Angie. Angie, you're okay with that, right? Possibly. Okay, so let me begin with a story. So you 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 guys may not know this, but I've been very against using an umbrella in public whenever the sun is incredibly hot. Okay. I feel like somewhat embarrassed because you know in the army I was like a scout and I'm I, I don't care about the weather that we should perform in any weather, you know, it gives me some sort of pride. So I refused to use an umbrella for a good thirty six years of my life when I was out in the sun, but recently I've converted. I've I've I fucking you know, hung up my remnants of the toxic masculinity and took an umbrella out into the sun all the time. I also have this little portable fan where you hang around your neck and then it blows like cool air into your face. And then with my with my beautiful umbrella. What do you guys think about that? What do you guys think about that? I love it. Welcome to that, the club, Dan. How is that toxic masculinity? Because for some reason, I convinced myself that it is very unmanly to walk around in uh in the in the sun with an umbrella. It is very unmanly. There you go. There you go. But it's not toxic masculinity. Oh. So okay, so let's look at toxic masculinity from Wikipedia. Oh no. The concept of toxic masculinity is used in psychology and media discussion of masculinity to refer to certain cultural norms that associate with harm to society and men to men themselves. So where's the harm? Of where's umbrella or toxic masculinity? <laughs> uh, the umbrella no. The harm is when people perceive it a very innocuous thing like holding an umbrella under the hot sun to be so, you know, emasculating that they would prefer to go under the hot sun and possibly get skin cancer rather than to hold like an umbrella. Put sunscreen so on now. What the fuck's the problem? <laughs> I put sunscreen on. I don't use umbrella. Then yes. I'm not going to get fucking skin okay, cancer. Already we know where John stands on this, this, this topic. So the topic for today is toxic masculinity. And it is a topic that is... Uh, slowly infringing uh, the edges of our society and it's something that Singaporean men will have to come to deal with in their lives. Maybe we just go one round on the table. Uh. We just have a short statement about what do you think about it and how do you f- or how do you feel about it. Toxic masculinity as a whole. Mm-hmm. Just a very brief statement so we all know where each other stand. Okay. Okay. Do you want to go Angie? No, Ladies I'll go first. last. Okay. Then? Okay, I'll go first. Uh, the psychology behind masculinity is incredibly underdeveloped and Singaporean men may not know how to handle their emotions and what they think about this topic carefully and productively. Oh, spoken like a woman. That, uh, sorry, Jerry. <laughs> Tap dancing Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm not really even sure what masculinity is. So... Is it, is it is it even toxic? <laughs> is it even toxic? You know what what is traditional masculinity? What is masculinity for twenty first century? I how is it defined? I I cannot re- even tell. Like you know, there's so many so much literature out there. So I don't know. Okay, okay, you don't know. All right. Okay. Toxic masculinity is not real. It's a word created by women to sell their books. Yeah, that's all I have to say. Okay, and G. I think toxic masculinity can present itself when uh, men who have very tiny egos want to overcompensate and then they that overcompensation results in behaviours that can be very toxic. Yes, harmful and injurious. But okay. it might not be the masculinity or it's just their ego. You see, uh, the problem I have with this conversation right, is that they are blaming it on some external factor which nobody can really define. And then of that, we go back to what is the origin of the of the problem to begin with, which is their ego. If mm-hmm. their ego is the problem, then it's not toxic masculinity. The ego is the ego. That's the individual, right? We're talking about the individual behaviors. This guy is fucked up. He got psychological problems. Why is it blame? Why is masculinity blame for his behavior? Because it presents in itself in behaviors that are typically uh, attributed to males or masculine behavior. So, I mean, there is also this term called toxic femininity, but we are not going to talk about it today. I don't, like I said, uh, I, I think both are equally fictitious. Uh. If you're a fucked up person, you're a fucked up person. Uh. If you do terrible things and you do fucked up things, if you're a violent person or whatever, it has nothing to do with this external notion that you blame it to. Uh. I mean, what happened to personal responsibility? Like, if, if you swing your face at a person, that's not toxic masculinity. You're just a violent motherfucker. I think that the, the issues that we're tackling may, may be a little bit more subtle and nuanced than what you're talking about. Of course, I agree with you on that statement, right? 
But let's 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 use a case example maybe to center our discussion. So all of you guys have 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 uh this was some time ago where you know a uh, a teacher, a female teacher slept with a male student. This happened in Singapore, right? So the male student is quite underage. The female student is probably in the early or late twenties. Female teacher. Female teacher, sorry. Thank you very much for catching me. And then uh because of of uh the comments that that uh were written online, how people reacted to this, like some of this feedback, some of these reactions make me feel greatly un not not really at ease lah. No, uh because a lot of people in Singapore they to them sex or the amount of sex you have is a huge indicator of of uh your masculinity. And a lot of the comments were like, Wow, this kid managed to bait this teacher, wow, so good. Wow, he should be wow, happy, you know, he gets his fourteen year old uh experience, you know, his virginity got taken away by fourteen years old. That that kind of that kind of conversation makes me feel uneasy. How about that? Can we talk about that case? Huh? You, you mean when you're 14 year old, you don't want to bang your teacher, man? Did you want to bang your teacher then? Even <laughs> the ugly ones? Tell me the truth now. Okay, I'm going to cut this part out because I'm an editor. Because <laughs> you got me, but I'm not going to give you the victory. <laughs> Every 14 year old kid wants to bang their teacher. Or I wanted to bang my teacher when yeah, I was but, 14 but years old. But again, we, we cannot, I, and this has been a constant point of uh, argument between you and me. We cannot use our experiences as a as a yardstick for the experiences of but other then you, people because they are different. But then you are willing, right, to use the exp- your discomfort, right, and then mm-hmm. extrapolate to the wider audience and saying that this is a problem. If you are not willing to use your own experience mm-hmm. to point to the positive, mm-hmm. then use, don't, don't use it to point to okay, the negative. Okay, tell me, do you either. think underage sex is wrong? Of course it's wrong. Okay. But it's wrong for different reasons for different gender. Okay. okay. Do you believe in the law? Do you believe that, okay, the age limit that the law has set for underage sex, you know, do you think that that is a law we should follow? Yes. Okay. So then do you think that this 14-year-old boy, you know, he was coerced into doing something illegal by somebody who has got more power over him? Okay, so that is where the the differences lie. Okay. And okay. it a lot of it focuses on the language that you use, the the power portion of it. First of all, the <sighs> boy uh, can just say no. He can. But okay. he doesn't want to. That is the difference. He doesn't want to. If, okay, okay, if okay. I were in his position, I wouldn't want to either. I will bang the shit out of this 23-year-old teacher because that's been my fantasy for the longest okay. time. And I didn't have the chance to fulfill it, okay? And I'm kicking myself now. So, let's just be fucking clear about that. The the sexual dynamics between male and female right, is completely fucking different. And we have to acknowledge these differences and not point to some eater and the boogeyman and say that, oh, this is toxic masculinity at play. The boy is not forced to enjoy the sexual experience. Oh, no, no, it, it wasn't, it wasn't the, the, well, I'm, I guess I'm referring more to the comments that people have made. La. And what is you the know, comment? The public, public's perception that this is a good thing that uh, a boy gets his virginity taken away by the teacher at such a young age, that he's desired, you know, in such is a... Is it a good thing? I mean... Do you think it's a good thing? I mean, let's, okay, let's, let's, just, let's take aside this, like, okay. toxic masculinity thing and touch your... Hands to your heart, oh. all you men, boys, whatever, uh, and say if your friend, if this happened to your friend, what would you say to him? If uh, this happened to you, what would you argument. say? I'm, okay. I'm very clear about this. Pedof- pedophiles get the rope. They get the fucking rope. Okay, they all of them should die. All of them are degenerates. But having said that, right, and she, this teacher, if it's up to me, she'll get the rope. But having said that, the boy himself, if let's say none of this was caught. And the boy is perfectly fine. He goes on with his life without any adverse changes to whatever. And he feels great. He feels confident. He's confident with other girls now. He have a he- healthy sexual life in his future. Then okay lah. No harm, no foul lah. Like what the fuck's the difference then? Right now, I mean, what, what the audience, what the public is, is, is doing is projecting their desires upon this situation. There's nothing wrong with that one. Right now, I mean, if, if let's say that if I was the boy and I feel like wow this is a great thing, then why shouldn't I enjoy it? But is it? there nothing wrong? Let's say this happened to another boy who did I'll, not enjoy it. I'll tell you my point of view. If if the other person, if the if my friend doesn't enjoy it, you probably tell us about it. But if he came to us to brag about it, we'll all be like, yeah, high five job, all man. around, man. Good job. Can we? This is Dan attempting to segue by the way. Can we go one round, one round around the table and then uh, can you attempt to list some traits to define masculine, what masculinity is to you? Uh, the ability to fight. 
Okay. Okay. To fight for, to to not take shit from others. You just do what you want. Don't take shit from others. And if someone tells you otherwise, you just fight them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anything else? No, that's all, that's all. That's all masculinity is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do what you want. Don't take shit. Fight back. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Angie, you want to go next? Skip me first okay. for now. Jerry, you want to go next? <clears throat> okay. My definition of masculinity, or personal definition of masculinity, very simple. You must be able to take care of the things around you. Right. That may include. What John said, fighting against uh-huh. you know people who want to take things away from you, uh-huh. that but that also includes um, if you uh, cannot solve a problem, you may need to figure out uh, to the best of your ability to solve a problem, right? B- basically, be a dependable person. That's what masculinity is to me. Okay. You mean uh-huh. like that doesn't apply to women? Yeah, I see. That's the main argument that I always <laughs> got shit from when yeah, I was doing my. It doesn't apply to women. Nobody depends on women. <laughs> Fuck you, John. <laughs> no, but there's, to me, that's part a big part of uh, masculinity is being dependable. Uh, you know, like, if someone says, hey, I need you to do this, my life depends on it. And if this person trusts me enough, I mean, assuming this is not a, assuming this is not a hoax, assuming this person is not out to cheat my feelings or to cheat me of my money or whatever, it's like, I depend on you to do this to save my life, then, you know, I will try my best to do it. Okay, let's, let's think of it this way. If there's a zombie apocalypse right now mm. and we're all huddled in the streets in some mm. abandoned building, mm. who's, who are you going to look to to lead the survivors? Is it going to be me, six foot four with a big fucking beard, okay, big fucking belly with this deep, soothing voice? Or are you going to look to Angie? Who are you going to look to? <laughs> whoever, whoever... has the best plan. No, no, not best plan. Whoever has, up to that point, uh, proven themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, must must look John at track record. Be a better leader than you. Yeah. In her Could defense. be, yeah. but I tell you, heuristic right meaning that when you first look at the situation from without any so-called external information, you're gonna look up to me. I'm your leader as far as you are concerned. Oh, yes, this happens. <laughs> this happens all the time. By the way, waiters will come and give me the check, even though my wife is paying whatever. Like people just see me and then they automatically assume that I'm in charge. It's just the way society is cut out. It's just the biggest, tallest male with the biggest beard, with the deepest voice is just naturally assumed to be the leader. That's just, that's just the way it is. I didn't write the fucking rules. Okay, okay. Okay, my turn. Uh, I've observed that masculinity is incredibly fluid and it changes over the time. So it has changed and changed to such an extent that uh, whatever that happened in the past is no longer applicable now and we should just get rid of this term masculinity. Because everything that, that we, we, we think is masculine, like being capable, being able to take care of other people, being able to fight, being able to be a good leader, is all, can be, these qualities all also apply to women if you wish to be a capable person. So it's either you're a capable person or you're not a capable person. So that, that's all you should strive to be, a capable person. No, I think you are absolutely wrong about that. Okay. The dressing of, ma- the dressing up of masculinity has changed. Some cultures, they want the peacock male, and this has always been the, the postmodernist argument. Uh, or they look at the peacock male and just think like, oh, you know, the notion of masculinity has changed. Over- no, the notion of masculinity has not changed. There's only one fundamental truth right, that underlines all men. is that we are the masters of violence. That's the end on be all. And women are the mistress of sex. This is all there is, right, in terms of the dichotomy of our society. Oh, so, very reductionist. I'm sorry, I cannot agree with you. Well, it has been a case. Your ancestors are where they are. They are able to give birth to you. It's precisely because they have fought off other males competing for your great, 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 great. Yeah, but we are no longer. Okay, okay. Let me let ancestors. me just interject here since I haven't given my opinion on what masculinity. <laughs> <is>. Oh, okay. Like now, like now. Okay. Play your interrupt card. Go ahead. Let's go. <laughs> Woman's plain to us. Uh, yeah. Skip, let me just skip. woman's plain to woman's you. Woman's plain to us. What you masculinity men. Is. Okay. Yeah. What toxic? What masculinity is? I think. A, definitely strength. I, I, okay. So for me, I, I would take the, the notion of masculinity to be what femininity cannot be. Right? Interesting. Um, interesting. So if it, that's the case, then I would say probably physical strength and the aggression and threat of violence. You see, NG agrees with me. Isn't that great? No, because like for, I mean, if you are talking about dependability, the ability to bring home the, the bacon and shit like that, th- it doesn't really apply anymore in the 21st century because women are already taking over these roles, you know, and like working on their own and being independent. But what 
for example, I cannot win a dude at is uh, strength. I probably cannot win at violence either. So there you go. No, just a counterpoint to what you were saying that, you know, being reliable, independent, all these women can do it. So the way I look at it, it's not saying that women cannot be reliable, dependable, or, you know, uh, obviously the modern we women... We are reliable and dependable. What are you talking about, Jay? That's what I'm saying. It's not saying that women cannot be, you no, know. that's not what you're saying. You're saying women cannot be reliable. <laughs> <laughs> it's not saying women cannot be reliable. Obviously, they can be. I mean, obviously, obviously most people are. Obviously, they can be, obviously. Obviously, most people are reliable. Uh-huh. You're like right? digging yourself deeper into the hole. Like, so, Never mind, go on. Continue. So, what I'm trying to say is, like, you He's know. Digging the hole so he can take a poop in it. it yeah, that's pretty much. Because <laughs> I need to take a shit. But that's the thing, is like, in my, in my uh, marriage dynamic with my wife, we we don't mix our finances. So even though we don't mix our finances, both of us know we're responsible for certain parts of the household bill. And I need to pull my weight. And you know, being being a male, I need to pull my weight so that on one hand I don't get nagging. On the other hand, I need to show my I need to show that, you know, hey, I'm I'm still I'm still part of this relationship. You have to kind of you you have to kind of uh Okay, let bring, me bring let it me, to the table, right? Let me expound on Jerry's what? point in the least political way possible. Mm. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna okay. this this part, right? Your edit in will will basically alienate every woman listener out there. But here's the here's the bad. Don't truth make of, assumptions, okay? Here's I the bad. Here's the bad truth of it all. Okay, is that women generally can get things for free. Uh, if they choose to, most women, if they choose to, they can go through life without working, without doing anything. Just by de- being dependent on men. Men, on the other hand, do not have this luxury. We, generally speaking, I will say the inverse uh, percentage of, of women. So, me, you say if 90% of women can depend on a handout, only 10% of men can depend on handout. The rest of the 90% of men, right, have to work. We have to obsess and we have to gather resources to attract a mate. Otherwise, you will never have offsprings. Which is the point of life. You, the point of life is to have offsprings. I object to that. <laughs> the point of life is offspring. You know, I'll you kill know myself what, now. You know what Chris Rock said, right? Chris Rock said in one of his specials, like you know, when you lose your job, you know, your, your woman will tell you everything's alright, baby, but everything is alright. But the clock has been has, is ticking. You know, she's gonna leave you if you don't find a job or you don't, cannot, you know, fulfill your your role. I mean, all of us, all of us are here is precisely because all our ancestors had have offsprings. So if you don't have it, it stops with you. All your ancestors look down upon you and frown and be oh disappointed. Man, they're, they're dead. My ancestors are dead. Well, they I'm are still gone. disappointed. Just, just, just. But just, if they're dead, their disappointment doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, just trust me on this. They are extremely disappointed. Uh, but meaning to say that you, the <laughs> line stops with you, then okay lah, it stops with you lah. You, this is your choice. Sure, by all means. But my point is that for women, they don't really need to pull their weight. They don't have to. Because Sex is always available on the table. They are the they are the gatekeepers of sex, and they can use it for. You are talking resources. about women as if they like most like this ninety percent of women are just lying around half naked, you, are, you know, like perfumed and waiting for fucking sex wait, 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 all the time. On, you're not you're mischaracterizing my argument. I, I say they don't. can if they want. I'm not saying they are doing it. I'm saying that if you want, actually, NG, if you want, right, you can don't work. You can find a rich man and just be happy. Really, you can. I don't, uh, maybe, uh, maybe calling out to all the yeah. rich men out there who want yeah. to like keep me as a woman I am totally single and available yeah. just letting you know you know yeah. you can but as it stands it does, it's not happening and you may not want to that's your choice I totally but want for, to come on but, but look at it from the guy's perspective there's no way that we can just simply say yeah I'm just gonna wait for a rich woman to pick me up and, and give me the resources I need to do the stuff that I want or a rich man there's no way that it doesn't happen for guys. We have to work. It's not an option for us. It's funny because in in my relationship with my wife, she did say that you know why why do you have to uh, stress out over this kind of things? But I'm like, dude, this is this is the the part of the bargain I'm bringing to the table, right? What if kind not, of things? This well, I mean, being responsible to provide at least fifty percent of what we bring in together to the relationship. Otherwise, why are we in married in the first place? You know, I mean, if if I'm not if I'm not committed to bringing in my part of the share, then we could have just be dating long term and just split whenever we want to. But you could totally be a kept man too, if your wife is okay with it. Didn't this happen in Crazy Rich Asians? 
didn't like, have <laughs> character, you know, and his hyper rich yeah. wife make him feel incredibly no, emasculated. No, no, he, he, he wasn't a kept man. He he tried. The wife was he had really his sucks. own like yeah. he had his own career. The yeah. wife was really but really. But it just paled uh, in comparison. So to me, to that is toxic wealth. masculinity. To me, yeah. But then in the, look at look at in the end what happened. In the end, he he fucked it up, right? Because of his toxic masculinity. Then because you do you really want to be beholden to woman that way? Like you really really want to be her bitch? See, there there you go. It's not that you. Don't you can't? It's I just can't. that you don't want to. I can't. John Wang, let me tell you this: if you go find like a rich woman and then like who wants to keep you, I'm pretty. Fu- I'm pretty fucking sure you can find Wait, one. Wait, did you admit that I'm handsome? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that you answer can probably question. do answer it. Answer the question, Andrew. Do you just admit that I'm handsome? I think yes. no. I'm asking you to answer the question. <laughs> you would be a cat man too. Yeah. And I don't think. Okay, I, I've I've confidence. Okay, say what you want, but I've confidence. I actually believe in your character, despite your. Your arguments, and if you were in Pierre Peng's uh, uh, condition, uh, in his in his situation, Con- you would just accept, accept. And no, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't. Oh I'm not, my god! This is not see, a- so that's your problem. It's not the problem of yeah, men. Yeah, but you see, I wouldn't be in that situation to begin with because I'm not that kind of like I'm not that kind of man. I don't want to depend on someone else. But I it wonder, could happen. Oh, wait, let me let me let me flip it around. Let me just. Have, so according to so-called the the academia sphere, right? My my form of sexism is called benevolent sexism, which is to say that I want the woman to be dependent on me. This is what I want. So I actually I'm actually working to the point so that my wife doesn't have to work anymore. That is my goal. That is my dream. My wife is fully supportive of this, by the way, and I'm completely okay with the fact that she doesn't want to work. I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm okay to be bringing home all the bacon. This is the difference between men and women. There is no free lunch for men. That is just the end and be all. You can, you can, you can extrapolate this to most of the situation. Just think about it. Like, I know you girls are feeling like really triggered and really angry right now, but just, just. <laughs> I cannot think of a worse fate than to be entirely financially beholden to a man. Well, that is your choice. You don't have to do it, but you can. The difference is you can and I can't. Yes, you can, but you just don't want to. There's no not wanting to doesn't mean yeah, that yeah, you can't. I, I'm with Angie on this one because if, if you Wang. really did find yourself had the fortune to find yourself in such a situation, um, you know, you choosing to make this a problem is your problem. So let's 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 look at it. Let's take my situation now. Okay, y'all are insisting that I can, right? Y'all know my personality. I'm this stubborn as fuck motherfucker. This is make this make me attractive to a lot of women, by the way, but. Think of it this way. Think of it this way, okay? <coughs> the women who are attracted to me in this way, right? If they are the rich people, they will not accept it because they are the one in charge. I am the one with the money. I am the one who brings home the bacon. I wear the fucking pants. And if I am an opposing and a colliding force with them, right? They won't want to accept me. They will find someone equally more handsome but more agreeable. Someone who will acquiesce to all of their demands. So to say that I can be, right, is a complete... Like, you guys are... Misreading the situation to the point where it's just, it just it doesn't fit it doesn't gel with reality la. See yeah, uh, like okay let's say if I want to go find a like a rich dude right and like totally live off him I would have to be someone I'm totally not and just be like oh yes okay sure yeah you want sex right now okay I have to wear like sexy lingerie and I have to like fucking pander to all his wants and needs and do you think I can do that I can't fucking do that so like your <laughs> your characterization of all women being able to do this is I just didn't say complete, all women. like complete fucking bullshit. I didn't say all women, by the way. Okay, but okay. Ninety percent. So like, point. I, like I, your okay. point is just completely I will, stupid. I will. Right? I will accede to your point. Your point is valid. That of you course, and it I, is valid. You and I are fundamentally uh, the same in terms of our stubbornness and our tenacity, and that no man will want you because of that. Fine, I will happily admit that. <laughs> okay. But that is not to say, right, there are other women out there who are not... Again, it, that is not to say that there are no other men out there who are happy yeah, to do so. Yeah, but what is the percentages? Hang so. on, what is the percentages? What is the percentage of women who can do... Who, so, can, find, okay. who, can, find, who can leech onto a man? And what is the percentage right of men now, who can leech onto right a Right now, I think the percentage is low because most women are not out earning men. But once that happens, and I think that will probably happen, because if you look at the statistics of women going to college, women like in white collar positions, women like, you know, out earning men, uh, the percentage has been actually going up quite a bit. So at the point where, you know, like women actually supersede men in terms of positions of power, in terms of like earning power, uh, I think that would have to be a reality. And I think it's a reality that a lot of men would happily accept. No, because there is a, there's a dynamic that you're not taking into account. 
which is women tend to marry either someone on par or above them. So lawyer, female lawyers tend to marry other lawyers. Female doctors tend to marry other female uh, yes. other doctors. They tend not to marry down. Yeah. They tend not to do it. Yeah. It's actually very rare for them to do so. You have to have something far and beyond above. That, that only applies because uh, in the past, there were like a glut of men who are like, you know, earning above you and, you know, having uh, educational uh, certificates that are above you. But right now, if you are in a place and space where technically women are way outstripping men in terms of their credentials, then there will have it, it will eventually come to a point where there is no way for you to marry up and you will have to marry down, which is actually what a lot of dating coaches are telling women right now that, you know, it's okay to wear the pants in the relationship. You don't, don't always have to, to marry up. They you can marry down. I, I want to interject with a, a personal... You will have no choice. It's like in China, you know, like they have way more with males than females and there's just no fucking choice. What? No, no. Jerry. I just, I just want to weigh in with a personal uh, experience. But not me, but my sister. My sister. So one of my sisters, uh, at one point in time, she was out earning my brother-in-law by quite a bit. But the two of them were still working. Uh, it wasn't where uh, a relationship whereby, oh, you know, my brother-in-law, who's very capable in his own right, uh, decides that okay, I'll just stay home. You know, there was, there was no, there's no chance he's going to do that. But then, of, of course, again, you have to consider that my uh, brother-in-law and my sister are both uh, of uh, slightly older than me obviously and they have more traditional mindset of masculinity and femininity and roles you know that's associated with these traditional male and female roles up to the point where my sister decided that she feels that you know my brother-in-law is actually making enough money to cover both their expenses why the hell should she be working and she decided you know fuck this shit i'm gonna skip out on a five digit paycheck every month and potentially, you know, a uh, six-digit figure uh, every year, and just stay home and be a stay-at-home mom. That's what she did. Okay, I'm going to completely plagiarize uh, Patrice O'Neill, baddest bitch in the land theory. Have you guys heard of it? Jerry, oh man, Patrice. Okay. I have not. I okay, so Patrice guy. O'Neill is this uh, African-American comedian in the US. He passed away, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I miss him a lot. Yeah, I miss him a lot too. So he has this theory. It's called the baddest bitch in the land theory. Okay, so think of it this way: if a king, right, if you're the king of a land, you can marry any beggar off the street, right, and that woman that you marry instantly becomes the queen. She becomes the baddest bitch in the land. But if you are a queen and you marry a dude, does that guy become a king? No, he does not. He is just the queen fucker. Like that's the that's like. Do you understand why this dynamic happens? It's because the man is supposed to be the one that wears the pants. Like, there is a reason why we are all wearing That's pants. That's toxic mag- masculinity right there. It's not. It's just the way the world works. This is just sexual dynamics. Dude, that's in- the way the world works for the past X amount of years. But it doesn't mean that Just going because forward, we have washing machine and dishwasher doesn't mean that things suddenly magically transform into some advanced... You know? Have you seen the Have you seen the younger generation lately? Like, a lot of times I can't even tell like who is female and who is male. And I think this sort of like boundary between the sexes is actually really breaking down. I think for, for now, uh, but I think eventually it'll just come. It just bring straight right back to. I don't. This, this I don't really thing. think so. I. I mean, like anything that grants you advantages, uh, for men, anyways, uh, has been taken away. Like you know, what about your strength? I don't really need your strength when I got a fucking like forklift and I, I can uh you know get a machine to to you know take heavy things up for me in terms of intelligence. You could say that we have differing intelligences between the sexes, but again, it, it's not that much more. It's, it's not that different anymore. So, you like in, in the first world countries, I would say that you know whatever masculine privileges or whatever masculine powers that enabled you to get to the top is not really entirely going to sustain you anymore. Do you know why there's a female league and a male league for chess? I never once knew that. Okay, I no, don't want to. I don't, fem- get a male, I don't even know that. There's a male and female league for chess. Okay. If you don't have a male and female league, right, the top female chess player in the world will rank something like 100 plus. As in, the top 99 players will be all men. And then the, the top female player will just be somewhere like at the 100 mark. So what, they're doing it to save face for women? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. 
So if you think about, okay, let's remove all the physical advantages of men. And then let's just focus purely on ability. The, here's the, here's the fact of the matter. Lah. Across the spectrum in terms of like IQ and uh, mental well-being and so on and so forth, right? Women comfortably occupy the middle quadrant. Okay. So in terms of being mentally sound, but being so-called like the IQ just spans across the median, right? Women are just right there in the center. For men, they occupy the extremes. They, ha- they are higher IQ on the extremes, but they also have lower IQ on the extreme. They also have higher rates of mental illness uh, on the extremes. So this is the psychology of men and women. This is very distinct. It's very pronounced. It's not something that you can... Dude, you're talking as if like everyone is on the extreme. Like Nobody you're either is, like no, no like I look, can, look no, at I, it, look I, at it this way. I don't care even if like you know most of the people on the top who are innovating things and making things happen are men, but on the average, right, the average male versus the average female, I don't think that's that there's that much of a difference, honestly. And if and to be honest, I'm talking about the majority of people, not the people on the extremes, especially when we're talking Correct. about. But at the same time, right, you also cannot just discount all of the attributes, right? Just because it's convenient for your argument. You see? Yeah, all but these, like, all but these, like, all these differences, right, exist. And you have to say that we have to acknowledge it at some point. We can't they just. They do exist. But at the point of which where it comes into play, uh, sociologically speaking, uh, we are neither at the top or the bottom. We are talking about the masses. And what happens there actually, I think, uh, matters more than all these extremes that you're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, but then the masses also are not the one that is climbing to the top or whatever. Right? They huddle towards the center and that's where they will be forever. But what we're talking about, right, are those positions of power that you are so clearly thinking that it, I'm it's talking about positions. Of, okay, let's, okay. Mm. Even if I concede to the fact that there might never be a female Elon Musk or a female Einstein or whatever, Right, like I would say, probably eighty percent of the population are extremely average, and this eighty percent of the population, judging by the statistics right now, women are actually really like out educating themselves uh, compared to the men. And yeah, yeah, this, I, but this is I, where I, it's going to happen. This is this, where well, the I social will, change will happen, not will, at the fucking top I will or the 100% bottom. percent agree on that. Okay, so women. Are, so what are we arguing about again? No, what I'm saying is there is pronounced differences between the gender you're saying is eroding is disappearing there's no difference between men and women that's complete garbage there is a difference and we there have is to a ag- difference at the very extremes no there's a difference between all of us. you just admitted that women are, self- are out educating themselves at the 80% portion I will happily concede to that because it is real it is happening yeah right so then you can't say that it's disappearing you just admitted yourself that it's there it's pronounced it's distinct even at the 80% I'm just saying masses. that like whatever uh, gave men advantages is being eroded. That's for now. You don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna happen. But okay, interrupting. And you know why I can interrupt? Because I'm the editor for this Go podcast. So, guys, okay, just to, to draw the ira away, okay, um, <laughs> we will, we will never agree on these matters, right? Which is fine, right? Uh, but I will concede, and, it, and this is a fact, right? That whatever John believes in, in terms of the more traditional roles of masculinity, right? At this point of time, is is more believed by a greater number of people. That means your parents or the majority of Singaporean men buy into what, or at least to a portion of what John believes in more than you and me or uh, Angie who are outliers. Okay, we are outliers. I mean, we, we, let's just let's just admit the fact. You no, know, our beliefs don't necessarily reflect the majority of Singaporeans. I think I'm very normal. You are not normal. <laughs> Okay, so so let me give you an example of a of a young boy or a young man, right, who who's who subscribes to these beliefs that he should be a breadwinner, that he should be the person wearing the pants, that he should be of a, a particular uh, ability in order to attract the mate that he desires, right? These place uh, very great uh, uh, expectations onto him. He places great expectations onto himself. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of stress to accomplish these things. However, he doesn't know that you know that there is a way out, and you can just not partake in the rat race. You'd, he might develop mental conditions because of the, this amount of pressure and stress. So that could also be an aspect of uh, toxic masculinity. What's wrong with pressure and stress? No, nothing wrong with it. I'm just. I, in fact, I will. What's wrong with bullying? <sighs> <laughs> I would. I would say. I would say though. You know, if a if a parent parents 
who are raising males, if you are telling your your male child that you know, oh, you gotta do this so you can go and attract a mate, and all, that that's gonna cause mental problems no matter what toxic masculinity or not. Like I mean. This happens to females as well, don't you think? I mean, I've had my mom tell me like, oh, you can't do this because you're a girl. You can't do this because like men won't want you, blah, 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 Yeah, yeah blah. exactly, exactly. You know, you, you, you should never, you should never, I, I, I'm not a parent myself, obviously, but you know, uh, I would say parenting using all these kind of uh, norms is actually very damaging. What you should be telling the, the, the boy, you know, is, hey, do your job well, you know, make sure you uh, can take care of yourself. And, after that, everything will fall into place. Nobody parents in the way that I just described. Okay. The yeah, way, of course. I mean, the way that I talk about it is always very, yeah, like what Dan says, it's always very reductionist. I just boil it down to the fucking bare bones to display it to the world so that y'all can understand the core and the essence of yeah, yeah, yeah. what I'm talking about. But nobody ever goes to the sun. You need to, you need to get a six figure job. Otherwise, you can't get a mate. Nobody ever fucking <laughs> says that. Okay. You know, actually, some some parents do. But there some is, parents okay, do. But there is the pressure that's associated with the behaviors. Sometimes the pressure gets too much. Fine. And with men, their propensity towards mental illness is a lot greater than women. Maybe there is some sort of scaling back we have to do. Maybe there's just too much competition. I mean, if you look at the world before, there's only maybe like what a few billion less people before and you have to compete a lot less huh? you, there's, there is just isn't as much competition and with things like globalization now you're not competing just with your neighbors but with mm-hmm. fucking everyone you're literally competing against all the other men on earth so all this may be a little bit different like more difficult to process for the average man but that's not to say that we should give up the pressure I mean pressure makes you perform it makes you it makes you do well if you if you can live up to the pressure you will feel good about it you you will feel like you have achieved something in life. I I would say the pressure is always there. Is you know whether or not you want to face it is up to you. But the pressure a lot of people is don't there. know whether they have a choice that they can you know choose to face it or not to face no, it. No, it's it's always there. It's always there. Yeah. You know. So you, for, you, for the average, the common man like like all of us here in mm. this room, like maybe we 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 understand that we have these pressures to deal with, and we we more than welcome to face them. Terrific, right? But we must also consider other men who who are trapped in this in this uh construct that's built around them and they don't know that they can opt out or they can take a chill pill i think the here's the fundamental difference between you and me are then is that i really don't give a shit about what you think you have a choice in if you can't figure it out for yourself right there's nothing on earth that anyone else can do for you uh, that will make you figure it out like if you can't figure this shit out somehow and if you come in and you tell them that there is a way out, why should they believe you, number one? And if they just believe you, they just succumb to your pressure, then it's just another form of pressure. What? Come on, you're just swapping one one poison pill for the next poison pill. Like, what the fuck's the point of that? You don't think it's your. You don't think that you feel a need to share with your loved ones or friends or people you care about or you know or other people about your beliefs if you believe that your belief is right. Yeah, so you're swapping. So I also believe I'm right. You believe okay. you're right. Okay. We are just swapping the different type of pressure. Can okay, I not? So then now you're just asserting your own t- different type of pressure. It might be maybe a bit less, but still it's a different type of pressure. They might not agree with it, but then just because they hear from you then and they trust you, then they might you might contaminate the pool. Can okay, I not? With your point of view. Which I believe is right. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you, 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 you feel the same thing also, right? So there's so, you, so but the, you, no, regardless, you you will still try your best to to share what you want with with the people that you care about, right? So the point is right. We cannot go in and interfere with everyone's lives and then present to them that there is all these choices. They have to go and figure it out for themselves. Why should I go in and then tell you what to do? Who, who's this? Everyone you're talking about? I'm no, you're the one that's saying that. Oh, you know, all this pressure is uh, we are heaping onto men. Maybe they can opt out. They didn't know that they can opt out. How the fuck do I know what you know or what you don't know? Do I know? We we cannot go in and interfere with all these unknowns. We can only in, we can only talk about what we know. Which is why I'm sharing my experiences in my own personal life with these people whom I care about. Yeah, correct. Right? But then you're swapping one type of pressure for another type of pressure. Once again, you have you have just completely destroyed your own premise, in, even in your own philosophical argument. Okay, what is my premise? Your premise is that you can opt out, and people don't know that they can opt out. Okay. Okay. And what is the pressure that you will you will get when you opt out? 
what if I don't want to opt out? Then they should not opt out. There. Then they should not listen to me, ah. Yeah, So then they should not. Then if less, then how do they know they have a choice? You you see, ah, uh, you're how swapping. How do they know they have? A you're choice? swapping. You're swapping. You're just swapping the different this. type of poison pill. That's my point. Okay. You, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. But if you go by but along this line of argument, then wouldn't what you are saying be be incorrect for them as well? Yeah, la, correct la. But then they have to figure out. My point is, they have to go and figure it out themselves. Okay, I'm not I agree going, with that. I I'm not. I'm not going to give them the. I'm not going to give them an alternative. They go and figure it out themselves. So you and I, we are, so you want to interfere in other people's life and and force feed them. Interfere, force feed. Yeah. You, you think any of those words uh, uh, apply to me? Interfere and force feed. Uh, I I think. Then in that case, I wouldn't be teaching in a in an institution because why should people listen to what I have to say if if that what you said is true? Do you do you know what I mean? I, I'm I'm speaking out of experience. I'm speaking out of uh, the successes that I've achieved. Maybe maybe my methods have got merit and have got worth in them, right? So the best am for I interfering you, and forcing it on them? But then that's for you, one. You always use this argument against me. That's for you. You see, so then. You have once again defeated your own argument again. I don't see how. I don't see. Explain to me how I've defeated <laughs> my own argument. You always say, okay, that for us, right? Yes. What we experience cannot yes. be extrapolated to the rest. Correct. So what makes you think now what you experience can be extrapolated to others? It's for them to choose, ah. Uh. I give them a method, uh. Then if if they why you, why do they need you to come in and give them? You have giving them the choice, so you are the one that's telling them what to do. Okay. So what makes so is that not force feeding? Because it's easier for them to hear it from somebody that has done through, gone through the experience before. Why can't they figure it out for themselves? Then why why do institutions like schools exist? So institutions like schools exist so that we can create economic units of production. That's all it is. Okay. There's there's no there's no other value or worth inherent in it. Let's not conflate these two issues altogether. Okay, and we're not talking specifically just about you with your students as well. Okay. Okay. Uh. Okay. No, but okay, interjecting. So here's the thing I want to ask Dan as well. Yes. So when you say, you know, when you when you say giving giving men options to understand that, hey, you know, you don't have mm. to be sucked in this masculinity red race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't have to uh, go down into this uh, whirlpool. You don't Correct. have to, you know, be sucked in and you can opt out. But what does opt out mean? You know, like say for example, okay. um, if we're we're talking about context of Singapore, mm. right? We're we're in even though we were we're kind of comfortable, we are still our our lifestyle is still quite highly highly stressful. Our pace of life is still quite fast, mm-hmm. right? So, in a situation, how do you how do you like you know? Yes, you're you're presenting the option of opting out, but okay. but in in a sense, how how can people actually opt out? Like. How do I opt out? If say for example I've got three okay. kids okay. and a mortgage, right? And my, okay. my maybe my wife is earning slightly more than me, okay. right? But it still takes the two of us to work hand in hand mm-hmm. in order to provide for our entire family and even maybe for our parents, right? So how how does one opt out? It's it's not I'll answer the question for you then. Just just divorce her. No, I answer for then. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> because then then it will be <laughs> very <laughs> very political and very PC. Actually, this is where I will disagree with Jerry. I agree with Dan about one thing. Mm. We can opt out. The difference is the method. So mm. I will just say, just divorce your wife. Eh? <laughs> Abandon your responsibilities. <laughs> ah, that's opting out. Ah. Okay, okay. That's, I mean, that's one way of Of course, Dan will never say that. Yeah. Ah. Dan would make it very, you know, PC. And then what would be your answer? Yeah, what would be your answer? I think you are you are fuck already. If you are married, it's too late already. No, no, but, but I mean, for for a young okay, you know that's a great example, Jerry. Okay, let me let me let me okay. Let me, so for instance, you're uh twenty so, in your late twenties. No, no, about you, to get married. No, your your late twenties about to get married. You can opt yeah. out, yeah. right? But and then if you're people the are heaping these responsibilities upon you that mm. oh, you know, to be a man you must do this, to mm. be a man take you over must family do this. business, whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All, all this all this uh, criteria mm. in order to subscribe to like like this construction that okay. Uh, you are now a masculine man. Mm. You are a real man. Mm. Okay, so if a, a a woman, if a woman, you, if the woman you are about to marry says like, okay, you know what? I don't give a shit. We need to be clear about this. You need to earn at least ten percent more than I do. I don't care, right? Because you are the man. I think we. Right. I think this one. This is where you opt out. This wait, is where you say no. Wait, I'm not marrying you. Don't wait, wait, wait. Don't don't twist his question. He has a very specific question. Answer the question. You are uh, three kids. You are mortgage. Yeah, if you're forty, if you're forty-five, yeah. three kids and a mortgage, 
And you may have ailing parents to take care of. How do you opt out? I think, I think the issue of manliness or masculinity is totally moot already at this point of time. This point of time is, is performing your role within the family. Isn't that masculinity? So no, no, the role I'm talking about is that you have to provide for the it's family. It's a responsible well person's Yeah, it's like a responsible duty. person's duty. Right? It's no longer has to do with whether you are masculine or not already. If, if as a family unit, the family unit is not doing well mm. because you didn't put enough uh, uh, food onto the table. No, no, that's not what his question is also. What, what is his question? It's just, that, out, that, is it's just it? that... But there's no opting out because there's no issue in terms of... There's no conflict of masculinity. Okay, so here. maybe... No, so, okay. there is a, so let me... Maybe we expand a little bit, just okay. a little bit. Okay, 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 go ahead. Is that the woman is... Uh, so the, the issue of masculinity here, right, is that the man is expected to provide. You see, yeah, it, it's, that's, that's one of the points. What I'm mm-hmm. saying is mm-hmm. the wife is not complaining that you are earning less or, or slightly more or earning equal. Or oh, the wife is right? not complaining. Your, wa- right. the, your, wife is, your, your wife is pulling her weight. Okay. You She's are not ex- earning you, right? You are ex- maybe a little bit. Just now was your... Okay. Maybe a little that bit. Is the family unit doing well? The family unit is getting by okay. 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 But it depends on the two spouses working. Okay. You cannot opt out. No, you can. You can. You can divorce. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what John said. Uh, you know, you can, you can run away. You can run away to Thailand with your savings. Don't even divorce. <laughs> okay. Let me, let, me, let me tell you. If I, I'm not imagining myself in this mm-hmm. situation. Okay. Don't so, right. rewind the clock. Don't rewind. Don't. You're 45. Your choices have been made already. Okay. Yeah. So what you do is if, if the family unit is doing well, mm. don't feel any pressure. And just continue your life as normal. No, but you are feeling. Your, but yeah, the, so the pressure you, is everywhere. Is he? So don't feel it. That's opting out, no? Don't feel it because oh. your wife. You said you what said <laughs> you said that the wife is not complaining. So basically, your 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 wife is okay that she, that you know she's earning more than you. No, and the family unit is. Hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, unless you know, is that not what you said? Is <laughs> that not you your wife? Your wife okay. is okay with the situation you are in. Okay. Okay. Doesn't Excellent. mean that the wife has no complaints. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. But you just said the wife wasn't complaining. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on. I want Angie to weigh in on this. Okay, Angie, please because weigh in on this. I think Angie's response to Dan's answer, right, was fucking glorious. <laughs> it's the look on her face, right, tells me everything I need to know. She's okay. just in Christ. Angie, Angie, what is your please. what is your I didn't hear it, I was too busy shouting. So okay. <laughs> let me let me let me put it together, okay? So Angie, okay, yes. you go to you go to CNY dinner, okay, with yep. all the, with all the extended family. Everybody is pressuring you. Angie, how come you don't have boyfriend? How come mm-hmm. you don't have uh, husband, don't feel it, lor. Just don't feel it, Angie. Just yeah. don't feel it. That's your answer to that's your answer to the question, uh, Dan. Okay, so there are like the the point here is right, like Jerry A. You didn't specify what exactly this like husband father figure was feeling to the point where you know he wants to opt out because you also were not clear about why he wants to opt out. You were saying that, okay, there is a family unit, he's got three kids, he needs to play the mortgage, the wife is earning out-earning him by like a little bit, right? So technically, everything on the surface kind of works, right? So where is the pressure coming from and why does he feel like he wants to opt out? So that's the question. And if he's not feeling pressure to provide for the family uh, because he is doing it equally with his wife who is kind of out-earning him, there is actually no masculine pressure unless he feels like emasculated because his wife is out earning him. Then that would be his problem. Then no, no, that, hey, hang on, hang that on. That would be hang a problem on. that he has okay. to solve and recognize. But you, you, you guys are just looking at it from the family unit point of view because if you if you're talking about the situation, okay, here here I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that you know you guys may not agree with. But the both the the male and the female counterpart in this in this story in this scenario, they both face face their own pressures at work. Of so, course. so you know, the family, to some, to some guys, you know, have, coming back home to the family it makes them happy. Whether or not my wife is out earning me, that's fine. But there are some guys who are like, I'm not happy with my work, but I'm stuck uh-huh. in my job because I got to provide for my family. You know. Okay. And if you're, you know, there'll be people like obviously then John quit the job, get another job. Okay, okay, okay. I think, I think this this whole rabbit hole right has gone down a little bit too too far okay, too deep. Okay. I think we've lost the plot. But anyways, bit. my. My response to this okay. is just okay. that that is a human response and not like a male response. And secondly, to the point of Dan saying, just don't feel it. <laughs> that is impossible and uh, doesn't really make sense. Uh, but we also have to kind of recognize that opting out doesn't mean not feeling it. 
opting out means taking action to stop whatever is causing the problem. I, I would say for... In, in so, for example, mm. let's just fucking step away from this stupid situation okay. and say that, okay, there's this kid or this boy, all right? He's feeling fucking pressurized at school, at work, whatever. And he feels like he can't talk to his other friends about it, his male friends, because every time they talk about it, he talks about feeling sad or lonely or whatever. Everyone starts making fun of him. And then he just gets very isolated and he feels like he can't talk to anyone. He doesn't want to go to a counsellor because people will call him crazy or, you know, make fun of him. Just don't um, feel it. Just don't feel it. Just don't feel right? it. Right? Don't feel it. Which is what a lot of guys are told to mm-hmm. to not feel it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the, the sense of opting out here would be to say, fuck you to all these people who say mm-hmm. that, um, you know, going to a psychiatrist uh, is unmanly and just go anyways. You, right? know, what, you know what's funny? Uh, I hang out with a lot of kids who play playing paintball. Uh-huh. So I realized that my age group and their age group is completely different. Whereas I, I would say, I would say, you know, ah, go psychiatrist, ah, no need, ah, no need, ah, you know, like what you say. But their age group, like the, the 15 to 20, 22 year olds right now, they're actually pretty open about it. Yeah, exactly. Which is what, which is my point. Which is like there is a pro- probably pressure, and also John mentioned earlier that men are way more prone to mental health issues, uh, way more prone to suicide. But is that because uh, of a neurological kind of uh, physical thing, or is yes. it because of sociological pressure for it's men to not talk about <laughs> it? Fuck you, John. And and so. Uh, which is what we are kind of discussing here today, right? Yeah. Isn't it? So, like, if that's the case and it's not a neurological, physical thing, then the societal pressure is actually driving men to commit suicide and have mental health problems, which I, is what we need me, to kind of solve. Let me pull back everything a little bit. I think we also dive in a little bit too deep already. <laughs> let's, let's look at it from a... Let's look at it from, like, a bird's eye view, okay? So, there's, there's a few ways to, to go through life. You can be the disagreeable sort. You can say, okay, sorry, let's start with the agreeable sort. You can go through life and you basically just pander to what people's mm-hmm. expectations of you are and you will be, you will become part of a collective. There is mental well-being and social well-being in that, in that sort of life as well. Being part of a church, being part of a group, being part of a family, extended family. Every, everybody looks up to you. Their expectation of you is met, so and so forth. There is comfort and a way to navigate through life going going in that way. There are obvious pros and cons to this kind of lifestyle. Maybe you don't get to do what you want. Maybe you wanted to travel the world, backpack, but you can't abandon your responsibilities, so on and so forth. Okay, pros and cons. You can go through life being the disagreeable sort. You can say, fuck all these expectations placed on upon me and I can... Not only just don't feel it, <laughs> I can enact <laughs> active steps, okay, to actually go against the flow. I wish I considered my words better. <laughs> <laughs> it will haunt you for the rest of your days. I will haunt you for the rest of your days. I, 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 yeah. Okay, so anyway, as I was saying, okay, you can go through life being the disagreeable sort. There are some pros and cons as well. You get to basically do what you want, okay? You can be, you can be part of a, uh, outlier group you can don't get married don't have kids don't need to get a well-paying job you can continue to sleep in your parents living room so and so forth then you also must accept the consequences lah. people would think and speak negatively of you correct that their expectations are not being met you are not part of the in-group you are not doing what is expected of you now here's the difference between me and them I don't care what you do I really don't. But then, right, it's absolutely adamant that you must know that there is these two ways of life. So, the problem is both ways have their pros and cons. You, you, you cannot make the decision for someone. They have to come to this realization on their own and then make the decision themselves. Why do you think I differ with you in terms of that? Why do you think I differ with you? I still no, don't but, get it. But what you're doing, right, is that you want, you want to literally go into people's lives and to tell them that there is this What do you thing. mean go into people's lives and tell them? I don't understand. Where, where would they get the information from if you I just, do not speak out about it? Wait, you just said that you want you go to school, you tell people about all these things, right? Aren't you doing that? Aren't you contaminating people's minds and thoughts 
with your point of view. Look, but our minds are always contaminated by various different yes, points correct. of view. No, so the word contaminated here, right, is not a negative thing. We are all contaminated by something. I'm contaminated by something, so and so forth. The 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 point is there's a there's a there's a purity pool, but then it's been lost already. It's been gone. Well, right? I mean, it depends on what you define by purity pool, right? Because this purity pool is also a cesspit of everyone's collected thoughts and opinions over the centuries. Yeah, correct. But then my point is right. This purity pool should remain where you where you want it to be. It does. It it shouldn't come from anyone else. The government cannot come in and tell me to be an agreeable person. Agree? Okay. The government I think, cannot. The right. government cannot use the school system to to force me to be Let an agreeable me just, person. May I speak for you, then? Do you trust me to speak for you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, partly. Partly. Okay. Fine. That's as much trust I, as I have in you, anyways. So your purity pool is this sort of a. Uh, you know, magical thing where it should not be contaminated by like thoughts like such as Dan has, right? But you also have to admit the fact that this purity pool is also shaped by what is going on and the thoughts and opinions of what society thinks at the point in time, right? So this purity pool is not a thing that is static. It's a thing that is changing. So Mm -hmm. for example... If that's the zeitgeist of our era right now, uh, that the the barrier between masculinity and femininity is breaking down, and there are no like stereotypes, like men can wear fucking makeup all the time, and uh, you know wear dresses, and women can be androgynous and look very masculine, and there's like he, her, they, them, the whatever, then I mean it is then that is the state of the purity pool, and uh, I think what Dan is saying is that this purity pool, uh should be expanded so that more people know that there are options so that can opt in or opt out of toxic of of the notion of masculinity as it used to be. I mean I agree with you partly. I just don't know what the hell you guys are talking about when you talk about a purity pool and <laughs> contamination of ideas and, and 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 coming into people's lives to tell them what to believe. Like like I, I, I still cannot co- wrap my Basically head John it. is the vanguard of like this the, is don't what people... what is must be. And I'm saying that what okay. will be, will be. Yeah, I think that's absolutely okay, correct. Okay, this is very profound. Say again. Can you say this one more time for the edification of our audience so that I can edit it well? Okay. I am the vanguard of what is, must be. And, and funda- we are yeah, kind of like... you and NG. What will be, NG. will be. Yeah. Can I, can I follow? I'm sorry. I'm just not, <laughs> not in it today, guys. But if the audience, you guys get it. Please tell us that you get it. That would be cool. It's just funny because uh, when when Dan and John are arguing about the being agreeable and disagreeable person, like you know the two different tracks of life. I've actually lived those two tracks of life. I'm not so no, sure if you were arguing about whether to be disagreeable lives, or not. Maybe, maybe. But no, I mean, but all of us have, right? I mean, the fact that we're all sitting down on this table creating a podcast means that we all have somehow meandered through the. The various pockets yeah, of life. Yeah, I guess. Right I guess. And I think this, through our own experiences, we we can gather that, well, this is the life that I want to live, based on what I understand, based on the based on the pros and the cons, based on the situation you're in right now. Yeah, I mean, in the in the previous episode, what we talked about was the cause on dissent and um, protest in Singapore, correct? And we fundamentally all agree that basically what they are doing is. They are creating a bubble in which you come in and then you are force-fed this bubble. Correct? This is what we fundamentally agree on. Yes. So, why is it that now, suddenly, uh, when we talk about uh, things ex- like outside of the government factor, when we talk about individual lives, then suddenly this is a problem for you. We no, cannot create like, a bubble and then after force- What is a bubble? I don't understand. <laughs> Using all these, all these metaphors, but I cannot wrap my head around the metaphor. Okay, let me just say that I don't think Dan is in favor of force feeding. Dan is in favor of presenting options. Maybe my language is a bit strong and forceful. Lah. This oh, is my style. you don't say. <laughs> you don't fucking say. Okay. And I like to make things a little bit more exaggerated for the sake of entertainment. Okay. But at the same time, right, I don't think what I'm what I'm talking about, right, in terms of describing Dan's behavior is a is like such a mischaracterization to the point where I'm like lying or anything like that. I think you know, just leave, leave leave people the fuck alone, you know, like, why why do we need them to opt in or opt out? Why, why is it, first of all, why is it this 
dichotomy to begin with. And then the framing of the whole situation, right, is that you think that there's such a thing as toxic masculinity and you need to opt out of it. I don't think there's toxic masculinity. I think it's just a thing. It's just masculinity, the pressures that's put upon us. You want to opt in, you want to opt out, okay. But the problem is, if you go in and you start telling people, hey, you should opt out. Or, hey, there is this alternative lifestyle that you might be interested in. Then, do you tell them about the consequences? Do you tell them about the stuff that they're going to face down the line? No one. You're just happily giving them this happy pill. And then that, clap your hands, walk away. They have to deal with the consequences. So, I don't think any of us... By the way, I, when I say force feed, I, I don't think I should be force feeding people either. I don't think I should go around and tell people what to do. I don't think I should t- go and tell Jerry, hey, this is masculinity. You either accept it or you get the rope. Neither of us should be doing that. Really, neither of us should be doing that. What if I say, no, this is not masculinity. And then and I, rather, I, rather, <laughs> I rather get a rope. Why? How, what, what, you want to, what you want to do? <laughs> then looks uh I, I don't know how I'm going to add this to become a good podcast <laughs> again. <laughs> we do twice already, you know. Then now I must, well, I must think of the first thing you know, Now how am I going to make this work? How, how about Angie, you ex- exchange this with me? <laughs> I, I do protest you. <laughs> no, like, no, I want to I do that, but that was just a joke. Yeah, because okay. a man must accept his responsibility. <laughs> just don't, just don't feel him. Yeah, that's toxic masculinity, man. That's toxic masculinity right there. You can opt out, bro. You can opt out. No, I will not back down. Just opt out. Don't feel it. No, not, not for this one. Not him. So this is not about masculinity. This is about face. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. You have a magical moment for us then? No. Or is your brain like completely fried? My brain is Jerry, give not, us a not magical willing to moment. engage anymore. Okay. I have a magical moment. Finally. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great, great, great. Jerry's magical moment. Excellent. I'm I have no answer forward. for myself, but I have a magical moment. Okay. okay. Awesome. So, um, the light bulb in your room has <laughs> burnt out. Okay. Okay. Light bulb in the room has burnt out. The ceiling is three meters tall. Right. John is only 1.9. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. The four of us are in this room. We have nothing else except for four of us and a spare light bulb. How are we going to change this thing? That's your fucking magical moment. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my magical moment. <laughs> the room is dark, huh? By the way, the room is dark. How let, me, let, me, let me tell you my answer, okay? The light bulb, right, has opted out to be a light bulb okay <laughs> it no longer feels the it no longer wants to feel the pressure of being a light bulb it just decided to not feel it anymore don't feel it just don't feel it and then after that just abandoned all of his responsibilities and all of us are bigots for trying to change the light bulb trying to change the nature of the are, light are bulb are you making fun of me sir because <laughs> I have no idea because I have I, you see <laughs> I have no idea of all these metaphors that you are using and I know that you're making fun of me but I cannot wrap my head around why you're making fun of me so this is it's this okay is just, just, just stay the way you are then just be yeah. pure just opt out man just, just opt out <laughs> oh my god I feel a need to defend myself now but I don't know you'll notice what that your I point is, so I'm I the only one not myself. making fun of you Dan Wong and not I'm yet. a woman not yet <laughs> and you will feel the temptation one day and okay so John the John, light John bulb. deflected yeah. your, your light bulb has opted out with humor. Okay. And G then? Oh, it's... Wait, three meters tall, is it? Is it yeah. three meters tall? It's three meters tall. And John is 1.9. Mm. And Angie, how heavy are you? I am like 58. How heavy are you? 69. 69, 58, 69. I have to be at the bottom. Yeah. Yes. So, two of us at the bottom. But there's no way... Can you? Do you think you can lift Angie on your shoulders? I don't know. What's the consequences if we do not change this bulb? Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a very... And then in the dark somehow, sounds very dangerous. <laughs> What's my motivation? Don't we have like... I'm I really, don't know, phones I'm really like squirming around like my chair trying to opt out. No, we have nothing. We have not, the room is empty. Imagine this room that we're doing podcasts in, but the, the roof is a bit taller. Right? Yeah, okay, wait for three, three meters is not solvable. <laughs> if you say that the height is 2.6, solvable. Yeah, of course, then, then I'll just link arms with John and then one of us will, will have to stand on, on our arms. Uh. That's yeah. the only... Three meters is, is, is impossible because no, I cannot uh, lift can the uh, both of you. How to lift the both of them? So I'll have one to of, sit on John's one shoulder, of, I guess. One of us, right, have to be doggy style position. So the back parallel to the ground. Okay? I need to stand on doggy style, man. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> you are going to be the doggy style, man because you are the most... Clearly not us. me. Yeah. <laughs> the point is I'm the only one, right, with the necessary height 
with the doggy style man and plus one more person on my shoulder to be able to reach Can't the... Can't I reach the thing just being on your shoulder? Like, yeah, I am 1.65. Yeah, but you will be not... You're only standing. You are 1.9. Yeah. And half of me is like... I guess 0.8 plus my extra extended arm height it's is probably not, it's, is no, it not true? Yeah, I, I can imagine uh. because I've, I've worked in, in a similar situation before <laughs> we need a doggy sound man and I think you purposely said it I don't know whether it's true or not, oh, but you said like it at 3 meters to, to pose this problem right? because yeah. it was 2.6 it's easily solved of course so yeah. like the both yeah. of you have to doggy style and then John steps on the both of you because I don't uh, maybe, think uh, one maybe, of you maybe, can maybe, take maybe, his maybe, weight maybe, maybe, and then maybe. I will have to be on top of John maybe so oh then now God. the question is can both our backs support a John and NG which is how heavy are you? 100 kg <laughs> tap dancing Christ. 100 plus 50 something 58. 58. 58. that's like minus divided by 160 divided by 2 is 80 per back yeah 80 kg per back wow can, uh, can, can be done I think okay la. it'll be painful for the next few days I guess yeah. so but, but we'll change the light bulb guys but we change the light bulb and then we will have light and we'll no longer be in darkness yeah, and the okay, light, okay, light bulb how many, how many longkang <laughs> kitties does it take to change the light bulb <laughs> That's yeah. That's pretty much it. Oh <laughs> that's the question goodness. I want to ask. All of us. All of fucking us. Okay. I guess that's the end of the episode. Okay. Thank you for the <laughs> hypothetical. It's such a Jerry hypothetical. You know, this is the only hypothetical that we've had where we had to all put our heads together to solve. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's a first. Okay. Cool. Wonderful. Okay. Okay, so with that, that will be the end of the episode. Uh, thank you all for listening to us, uh, entertaining our our tedious and uh, pointless arguments. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.